good morning, man. Welcome in. This is Cash with Chris, the NBA betting show, presented always, uh, as always, by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. Today is November the 18th, 2022. We got a bunch of games on the card, a bunch of lines that feel like they've already kind of gotten away from us already, a bunch of injury news to talk about, as always. It's just a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, as always, we start off with a quick recap, and I'm going to make it quick today because we got a lot to talk about. So yesterday <clears throat> um, we saw the uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, come back and, you know, play some really good defense. And I talked about the under 222 and a half and that cash. That was a, you know, kind of a, um, a easy cash. That game went under by six points. So, um, you know, I, I talked about it. You know, after you give up 150 points, you typically going to come back with something. And I gave out a lot of you know, analysis around why that game, why I thought that game would go under, didn't actually play it. You know, it was just a lean for me, but that did cash. So um, shout out to everybody who played that. Uh, we also saw Jeremy Grant come back down to earth. Shout out to Finesse. Finesse actually talked about that yesterday. He talked about, uh, you know, him having to guard KD and, you know, why why he liked Anthony Simons just a tad bit more. So we saw that as well. Um, the two-team money line parlay that I gave out cash yesterday, that being the uh, – the Kings and the Clippers minus 135, taking both of those together. The Pistons came out hard. They fought hard in that game, uh, especially early in that game. You see some chemistry issues going on with the Clippers. But, I mean, there's no, it's still no uh, there's no reason to score 13 points in the first quarter. Like, the the NBA is crazy right now. You, you, you look at this Pistons team just giving up points left and right, and you see this Clippers team coming in with Kawhi and PG, and you think, man, they're going to smash these guys early, get the game out the way with and they both get ruled in and, you know, PG and, and Kawhi, PG and Kawhi combined for and the whole rest of the team, too. <laughs> like they combined for 15 points in the first quarter is, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. They had 42 points at halftime and they were actually losing at halftime before they had to put together a defensive run uh, in the third and fourth quarter to, to actually come out with a win in that game. So um, didn't come close to covering the full spread. And, you know, I, I talked about not taking the Clippers to cover. Uh, you know, a spread that big. Also not being able to trust the Pistons on the road played a lot harder than I thought they would on the second night of a back-to-back day against the Lakers. It's going to be interesting to see if they still, you know, have that same amount of energy to be able to play with. Um, but, yeah, they covered. And the Kings, they stay hot, man. I talked about them scoring 120-plus points in five straight games. They dropped 130 last night on the Spurs. You see the Spurs not really, uh, you know, I wouldn't say not playing hard because they – they lost the first quarter in significant fashion, giving up, uh, you know, a bunch of points. But they they fought hard in the second quarter and the third quarter. The Kings kind of blew it, blew the game wide open again in the fourth quarter, scoring 41 points. Um, but, yeah, you know, the second and third quarter was close. And you you also saw Kelton Johnson get scratched late in that game, which, uh, you know, that's a part of the tanking. That's a part of the Victor Wimanyana sweepstakes, uh, you know, type strategies when, you, when you're setting your best player or your second best player or whatever the case might be. So, um, that's the quick recap real quick, but we got a lot of games to get into today. I'm going to try to get through as many as possible. I know I won't make it through all of them, but let's start over here in the East Coast. Let's go to this Heat and Wizards game. So um, the Heat, they 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 haven't looked the greatest. They're struggling with injuries. They're only 3-12 and 12 against the spread so far this season. They're 1-4 straight up on the road as well. Um, we saw them go to Toronto and lose the other day in a game where they didn't have Bam. They didn't have Tyler Hero. Uh, and this Wizards team, they're coming all, they're coming into this game off the loss to the Thunder after they had uh, previously won four or five games at home. Shea Gildas Alexander hit the game winning step back the other day, and uh, you know took the Wizards down in a, in a really high scoring game. <clears throat> so 
in this game, it's, 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 you know, too difficult to call early. The Heat have a laundry list of injuries again. Tyler Hero has already been ruled out. Dwayne Debman is listed as questionable. Also, Bam um, is listed as questionable as well, which which creates some some interesting challenges in the front court because we know that, uh, you know, the Wizards aren't the greatest front court team, but, um, you know, as far as, as far as defensive wise, like they, you know, it'll be like, who's going to guard Porzingis is, is the first thing that kind of comes to my mind. Porzingis has been, you know, doing a lot of catch and shoot. He's also been aggressive, um, you know, knocking down the three point ball. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. You, you get the Wizards in this one catching one point against the Heat, which kind of to me implies that, you know, they, that Bam will be in this game, but we don't have confirmation about that. Um, I'd be looking at Jimmy, though, in this game. Player prop-wise, I'd be looking at him, especially if Bam is ruled out, uh, just to kind of avoid going 0-2 on this road trip. Um, also, something else that's really interesting is that when you look at Washington's defense, their three-point defense specifically, it's kind of middle of the pack. They rank like between 14th and 17th when you look at three-point of three-point attempts allowed and you look at makes um you know how many threes they allowed their opponent to shoot and you're looking at the you know how many threes their opponent has made over the last five games and you look at Miami you know they have a bunch of three-point shooters out there uh you know guys like Matt Struess guys like Gabe Vincent guys like um you know uh Duncan Robinson like these guys could potentially get hot too so I think it could be a Jimmy game today I think Jimmy you know probably gonna um you know, uh, have his way. Uh, he he probably will bounce back from a game where he wasn't uh, as involved in the offense and didn't really do as much. So I I, I look for Jimmy to have a big game in this one. Nothing official, but I I, I that's the way I kind of see the game going. Jimmy of you know putting them on their back to avoid the zero and two start, especially the zero and two road trip, especially if Bam doesn't play in this one. So um, that's my kind of that's my my early thoughts on that game. But like I said, difficult game to cap, not knowing the status of Bam out of Bayou. So next game, let's go to this Bucks and 76ers game. This is going to be an interesting one, probably a playoff type feel. Uh, I'm looking towards the under total in this one, open at 218 and a half. Uh, but haven't played anything yet. This, 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 the, the 76ers come into this game as two point favorites. You get a Bucks team. They're they're coming in um, off one day's rest and a home win against the shorthanded Cleveland Cavalier team the other day, where they were still able to put up points. I think they scored 113 points, over 70 points in the first half um against you know uh, a Cavs team that has taken a step back defensively um before that they had actually lost two games in a row one of those games coming without Giannis but Drew Holiday is the big piece in that one right so opposite side you get this Philly team they're coming in uh they come into this game not playing a game since Sunday so it could be some rest I'm expecting some I'm, I'm sorry so it could be some rust I'm expecting some rust from the Philadelphia 76ers in this one. They beat the Utah Jazz on Sunday at home. So, um, yeah, like I said, I expect a little rust. This will be their third straight home game out of five-game homestand. So, you know, not really wanting to bet against a team that has been at the crib playing on the same rims. But I do think that they could potentially come out a little rusty. They also have a back-to-back tomorrow. They play uh, Minnesota. The Timberwolves come to Philly tomorrow. So, um, you know, the Bucks have uh, played – the last few games without Drew Holiday, who is listed as questionable in this one too. Wesley Matthews, he missed the last game. He's already ruled out in this one. Um, and that's the difficult that would that's what makes this game difficult to go official with anything this early, not knowing the news of Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday has a tremendous impact on the total in this one. If he plays, I like the under even more. Um, because his defensive impact 
uh, you know, being able to slow guys down like Tyrese Maxey, uh, guys like De'Anthony Milton, uh, is going to be helpful uh, for their defense. So last five games, um, you, you look at the 76ers, they are allowing the second fewest um, three-point attempts. We know that Doc Rivers likes to get out there and run guys off the three-point line. But it's interesting because the Bucks are actually attempting the six most threes over the last five games. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. We saw Brooke Lopez as a, have a big game the other day against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He hit seven threes in that game. So it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. Um, if the if the Bucks do get Drew Holiday back, I do like the Bucks first quarter, first half. But, you know, nothing official right now. The Bucs have, you know, they they have uh, been uh, <coughs> recently been struggling, but they're still eight and five against the spread in the first half. And this Philly team, like I talked about, you know, I, th I think they come into this game and look a little rusty, not playing in a, you know, in a, a really long time. Um you know they 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 are still just six and eight against the spread in the first half, but more importantly three and five ATS in the first half at home. So they they're not covering you know spreads specifically at home, and we know that uh you know the the Bucks on the opposite side they have done you know really really well in the first half. Philly also ranks thirteen. I'm sorry, Philly also has the best defensive rating over the last five games since James Harden has went out. They really hung their hat on the defensive end. And you've seen them kind of pick it up on that side of the ball. They're also playing at extremely slow pace. Uh, Milwaukee, they're ranked 13th defensively. So I'll be looking, like I said, towards the under in this one, especially if we get Drew Holiday back. His defensive impact influences the total to hit more towards the under than it does towards the over when he actually plays in the game. So uh, be looking at the under, be looking at the first half in favor of the Bucks in this one. Um, moving along, because like I said, we got a lot of games. I'm trying to get to as many as possible. Uh, this Hornets in the Cavs game. I briefly talked about this yet this one yesterday on the Crispy Cap and NBA show. Um, and y'all be sure to tune back in with me at 515, you know, when I when we have a lot more injury news, you know, some official plays and uh, you know, have everybody else kind of join in with me as well. So the Hornets and the Cavs, this one opened at nine, and then we saw that LaMelo wasn't gonna play. Uh, he's already been ruled out. Dennis Smith Jr. is listed as doubtful. Gordon Hayward is also on the injury list and is not going to play this play today. Opposite side, Jared Allen is listed as questionable, and Dean Wade is listed as doubtful. Uh, it doesn't feel like a game that uh, you know JB Bickerstaff and that coaching staff is probably feeling like they need Jared Allen. So if he's not, you know, close to you know really really um, comfortable you know, out there with that, I think it's an ankle injury with Jared Allen, then I, I don't expect them to play, uh, especially when you see a spread that that's already so big. The Hornets have been struggling. Um, they're one and nine straight up, two, seven and one ATS in their last 10. And a lot of it is rhythm, at least from my estimation. A lot of it is rhythm with them. They they haven't been able to get into a consistent rhythm. They, they lack the offensive firepower that they need. Uh, and then, you know, you get LaMelo back for three games and then he rolls his ankle and he's out already again. Right. Cavs, they're coming in here off five straight losses in a row and in desperate need of a win as well. And I, I hinted at yesterday, you know, just that that lengthy heart to heart meeting that they had post game after the loss to the Bucks the other day. They literally sat there for, you know, I think 30 to 45 minutes and had a heart to heart, you know, between the coaches and the players. Uh, and uh, I also read that. Um, that Darius Garland, he he even failed to speak to the media afterwards. So um, I think this Cavs team is uh, – I talked about it yesterday. I think they're really, really good. I 
I go out on a limb and say I think they're a top three team in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, winning has to, uh, you know, sometimes it takes, uh, you know, trials and tribulations to get to that place. And I feel like with them going through what they're going through this early in the season, I do look for them to kind of turn it around and pick it up. And I think that they use the Hornets today as a doormat. You, When you see this spread at nine and a half, what that's telling you is that the books expect, you know, this game to be a blowout. They don't expect it to be close at all. They expect the Cavs to, you know, potentially win this game by 15, 18 points. And with Jared Allen, I do think that that's possible. They do need him on the defensive end. This Cavs defense has slipped a lot, uh, you know, t- from top five to worst five over the last, uh, you know, uh, since they went on the road trip, actually. The Hornets in this one, they're 0-4 against the spread in their last four games versus a team with the winning record. They're also 1-8 in their last nine games playing on one day's rest. All of these things say that the Cavs should probably smack these boys up. Um, I like it a lot more with Jared Allen. Uh, we know that this Hornets team can score, but I, I, I'm not looking for them to score a lot of points with guys out there like P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, and uh, you know Kelly Oubre. So what I'll be looking at in this one, I think the Cavs' first half is in play. I also think that the Hornets team total under is in first play. The spread is too big for me to get on. Uh, you know, when it, I think, you know, you, you can, you always worry about a backdoor cover when you see a spread like, you know, seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, right? Uh, so it's too big for me to get behind. Um, but I do think that the Cavs put a lot of emphasis on their defense and early in this one. So I actually think that the Hornets first half team total is also in play, right? When you look, when those lines become available, I don't think that they're available yet, but that's just how I'm looking at that game. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Magic and the Bulls. So this one is a tad bit interesting to me as well because, you know, you get this magic. The, the spread in this one is nine, right? Like, you you need the Bulls to do the same thing that you need the Cavs to do. Do we think it's going to be a blowout win for the Bulls? Uh, potentially. Um, you know, the, 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 the Magic are 0-7-1 ATS in their last eight road games and just 2-11 uh, ATS in their last 13 games versus a team with the losing – straight up record but on the opposite side you know this magic team and and i guess you know sticking to that same side the magic this will be their first road game in like two weeks they literally have had like eight games seven eight games at the crib uh you know haven't played a road game in a really really long time uh you know traveling from orlando to chicago they probably gonna be in for a temperature change as well uh luckily they don't got to play this game outside on the opposite side though you get the this bulls team they're coming off, you know, three straight losses. Uh, and um, is it I think it's three straight losses, two or three straight losses. Uh, they they also have failed to cover the spread in either one of those games as well. They they yeah, they've lost three in a row, haven't covered any one of those spreads, and now you're asking them to win the game by by 10 points. Uh, to me, that's a look, that's a little too too rich for my blood. I need to, you know, see a little bit before I'm willing to put my money on it. Also, you know, you know, you don't want to back the magic on the road in this spot, um, especially with Dal Paulo being in. He's listed as out. Uh, he, he'll he be out for, you know, uh, the next few games. But then on the opposite side, you got Patrick Williams listed as questionable as well. We know Orlando struggles with their three point defense. So maybe you pivot off of, you know, trying to figure out if you want to. I'm not laying nine points with the Bulls. Could they win by, you know, could this be a spot where they smack these boys up today? Potentially, but, you know, because the Magic haven't played on the road, I don't want to take them in their first road game. But I'm not laying nine with a team that just hasn't won a game in the last three games. And now I expect them to win by 10 in this game. I'll pass on that one, too. So, um, you know, potentially you pivot off of this and you find, a you know, a player prop that you really like. Maybe it's a three-point prop. 
um, for somebody like Ayo Desumo or uh, Zach Levine if he decides to be aggressive. But I do think that, you know, we know we know the Magic struggle against guards. We saw what they just, uh, you know, did what <clears throat> what they had done to them, you know, with a, with a guy like Anthony Edwards. And I've, you know, documented the list of how they just struggle against guards. They don't have a lot of guard play right now. Uh, Chumu Kiki is a really good defender, but besides him, they, they, the rest of their defense really comes on the interior. So that's my thoughts on that one. Uh, let me keep it pushing real quick, try to get a couple more of these games in. So Thunder and the Grizzlies up next. Uh, you get a spread that opened at six and a half in favor of the Grizzlies, total at 232 and a half. I think that total is a tad bit too low, especially given how uh, fast this Grizzly team plays, specifically at home. And how how fast this Thunder team has been playing recently? I see points in this game. Uh, Thunder coming this one hot. They they're coming off the. They, they also are are first in pace over the last five six games as well. I talked about that before they played against the Wizards the other day. They you know been on this road trip, coming in off the off the win against the Washington Wizards. They're six and two straight up, and uh, you know on the road this year they're also ten and five against the spread this season. So. You know, a team that's gained some confidence, man. You see Shea Gildas-Alexander. You see a lot of these role players play good. Josh Giddy has been stepping up. And he's someone that I'd actually be looking at tonight because, uh, you know, taking nothing away from Shea Gildas-Alexander, the dude's been absolutely hooping, getting to the paint, uh, you know, scoring the most points in the paint, if not if not first, second in that category. Um, but this Grizzly team has a lot of uh, interior, you know, size and length. So I think it's a game where – Giddy actually, uh, you know, contributes a little bit more than Shea Gildas Alexander going down there and scoring a bunch of points in the paint. And not to say that he can't get to his player prop because he has like he's been hitting that number over consecutive consecutively and consistently. Um, but I think, you know, them having, you know, uh, J Triple J will be back for this game. Right. This will be a second game back, probably getting a little more acclimated and uh, implemented into the offense and the defensive side of the ball. But they will be without Bane, which is, you know, I think, uh, you know, Laying six and a half, you're asking the Grizzlies to win by 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 three possessions, <clears throat> by three possessions, and for them to cover a six and a half point spread against the Thunder team that you know they've been covering these big spreads. They they did it against Washington, they did it against the Knicks, of course. Um, they've looked really, really good on the road so far. So my look in this one would probably be towards the over. I think 232 is a lot of points, but I could see this one. Uh, you know, the the the, the Grizzlies aren't playing the best defense right now. I also think you know, getting Triple J back will be helpful for them. But um, I, I just feel like this one probably could still go over. OKC, uh, like I said, asking them to cover, you know, by three possessions is a lot. I see a lot of points in this game, even with Triple J, you know, being back in this one. Uh, and those are the those are the games that I really wanted to talk about. I'm going to touch on a couple more. We're at the 20-minute mark. I'm going to shut it down in a second. But let me see what y'all on in the chat. Uh, what up, KC? JR Sports. LJ said, what up, Chris? What up, LJ? Appreciate you being here. Nice picks yesterday. Yeah, Frank, we need to get back on the right side, man. I'm glad the two-team money line parlay cashed. I hope you guys tell that one, especially if you've been telling the losses. What up, Anthony? Appreciate you being here. Uh, LJ said, Ball and Dennis Smith Jr. are out. Terry Rozier should get 20 and a half easily. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Um, I can see it, LJ. They're going to they gonna try. I think they're going to try to smother him and get the ball out of his hands and make some of those other guys beat him. But uh, we've seen Terry go crazy before. You know, Fridays I feel like are crazy as well. Um, LJ said Halliburton still prop versus the Rockets have allowed two steals to at least one player on the opposing team that they faced in every game. I can see that. I like Halliburton assist tonight too. I know I didn't touch on that game 
Pacers and the Rockets. Uh, Rockets uh, catching five at the crib. Pacers have been looking really, really good, covering a lot of games, winning a lot of games. They got the outright win as a dog the other day against um, Charlotte. And now they're actually laying points. I don't know if you you want to do that, but they have looked a lot better, you know, since they got uh since they got Miles Turner back. Total is extremely high in that game, as you expect. The Rockets don't play a lot of defense. The Pacers don't play a lot of defense. Two thirty six and a half, extremely high total as well. Um, I still look towards the over in that game. Um, you know, both teams being rested. The Rockets are coming off that win uh, against Dallas, so they didn't have to go far the other day. Uh, and then you get a Pacers team that's, you know, coming from Charlotte also with, you know, two days off in between. So the schedule makers have been good to the Pacers, man. They haven't played a lot of back to backs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see this, see how this game goes. And I'll, I'll definitely have some player props for this game. I'm going to take a, a deep dive into that one. I'm glad you mentioned those, um, LJ. And appreciate you as always, my guy, for being here. CJ said, uh, do you still like uh, the over even with, with Bane being out? Yeah, I do. I do like the over with Bane being out just because OKC isn't trying to play any defense right now. We've seen the Washington Wizards score a lot of points, and that's one thing that the Wizards don't typically do. That game got to 240, I think. Um, and I do think that, you know, because they're not playing a lot of defense, CJ, I think that they still, uh, you know, are just relying a lot on their offense. Um, that being uh, – you know, Memphis still has guys that's going to be able to come in and fill it up. And and uh, I, I like the, you know, I still would look towards the over even without uh, Desmond Bain being a part of that game. Nothing official for me. I haven't played it at all. But I'll take, uh, you know, I like to do some general analysis of these games and break them down, um, you know, at a, at a very, uh, you know, basic level. And, you know, just kind of see, you know, injury. If you guys want to tap into my mind, like, I'm looking at these games. I'm checking the injury report first. I'm seeing the spreads. I'm looking at, you know, some trends between the teams, uh, you know, recent trends, last five games, last seven games on both sides. And then if something sticks out to me, I'll dive real, real deep. And that's how I typically come up with my official plays, uh, you know, that I really like. So I've taken a real, real deep dive. So nothing official for me, uh, you know, on the over, but I still like points in in, in this game. Um, until, OK, until OKC – plays against a team that can slow them down, um, I'm still going to be looking towards the over. Another thing is, I know it's like their third straight road game, but that Wizards defense is better than the Memphis Grizzlies defense. And if the Wizards couldn't stop them, I don't see, I don't see, you know, this, uh, this OKC, uh, this Memphis Grizzlies team, even with, you know, Jerry Jackson Jr. being back, I still don't think that they, they, they are able to slow this team down. Um, like I said, OKC is playing with a lot of confidence right now. They're covering spreads on the road. Uh, and that's what you need, you know, that 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 can be kind of fuel to the fire and kind of keep things going. Um, so that that's just the way I see that game going. I, st- I like the over CJ, but haven't played it yet. What up, D? Appreciate you being here. Is this J, uh, Triple J first game back? No, it's his second game back. He played in that game against the Pelicans the other day, D. Uh, played against that Pelicans in that game against the Pelicans the other day. So uh, this will be his second game back. He didn't play tremendous minutes in that game. And I think, you know, they probably won't put him out there for – uh, you know, his his regular minutes from last year. But I do think that, uh, you know, um, he'll he'll probably get an uptick, probably play, you know, a few more minutes. If so, it might mess up the rotation a little bit. I will be looking for OKC to cover. Yeah, I still like OKC to cover. I still think they could cover in that one. Uh, CJ said, thoughts on the Pelicans and the Celtics, and then I'm going to get up out of here. Um, thoughts on the Pelicans and the Celtics. That's a good one, CJ. So, I haven't, I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't really broken that one down extremely yet, but a couple things that are interesting, and make sure y'all tap back in with me on 515 for the Crispy Capper Show. I got some stats that I want to talk about as far as it relates to the Celtics. They're right now 
the Celtics right now are on pace to be the best offense that the NBA has ever seen, like ever seen. When you talk about Jason Tatum, he's leading the league in scoring. Um, they just don't like it doesn't matter like what who's in, who's out. We saw Peyton Pritchard step up the other day and hit four threes. Grant Williams with his side step threes, hitting four five threes. Jason Brown, Jaden Tatum, like I think the total's too low in that game against the Pelicans. It's two twelve, it's two twenty seven, but I see points. I, I I know that the Pelicans are at the crib. You know they're playing a lot of defense, but I'm not in the business of fading the Celtics team until I see them have a weakness. And I just I faded them the other day. I, you know I went heavy on the Hawks to to you know plus the two. I really liked the spot. You know thinking that they had the the, the defenders. I thought Atlanta had the defenders, but clearly you know the Celtics the way that they moved the ball. Um, you know, and the way that their offense is, is functioning right now, I'm not looking to bet against the Celtics right now. Also, another key stat, I follow the guys, the beat writers for Boston. Their defense has actually picked up a lot. I do think that last game, some of that was Atlanta just missing wide open shots. But the Boston Celtics defense, I know we were talking about them just, you know, not playing a lot of defense at the beginning of the season and more so looking towards their totals to go over. But they have actually played a lot better defense. I think defensively over the last five games, they're rated like eighth. So we have seen them pick it up defensively a lot. And that's against good offenses and bad offenses. So I still would look for this one to go over as far as the total. We don't know the status of Zion if he's going to play in this one. Um, I'd be looking at the Celtics team totals. I, I don't think that you could go wrong with them. They, they're hitting them every single game. When you get a total like 227, that, that tells you that, you know, and you get a three-point spread, that's telling you that, you know, the books are probably expecting uh, what's 227 and a half divided by two, 113 and a half. So what, one 116 to one uh, 115 to 112 is what you're, what you're looking at. Uh, and I think the Celtics go over there. I know the Pelicans have a lot of length and athleticism, but I don't think that their 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 defense is better than the Atlanta defense. And if so, it's not light years or better. So, uh, you know, Pelicans coming in off two straight wins, they might be a little fat and happy too. The Celtics team is due to regress at some point, but I just I I'm not betting on them to regress. Not after seeing Jason Brown, Jalen Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and they get you know a day off, only traveling from Atlanta to New Orleans, not a long travel at all. Pelicans being at the crib, I think this is the fourth straight game. So those are my thoughts on that game. I'm at 27 minutes, man. I got to get up out of here. I got to get up out of here. Let me get to these comments real quick. I'm glad you asked me about that game, though, CJ. I'll, I'll have more thoughts on that game later. Uh, Shea, uh, Shea Gillis Alexander, point so easy. Salute to everyone and to Chris. Appreciate that. Um, Thunder Jazz Pelican spread. Okay, Brian, best of luck to you, my guy. Second game back is usually where you take off, but the Memphis team, not the same without Bane. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you know, it's their first game at the crib. I'm pretty sure they're going to be fired up Friday evening. Um, you know, Friday games are typically uh, feels like when Memphis plays their best brand of basketball. But, I, I, you know, a lot of moving parts in Memphis because now you get Jared Jackson Jr. back, but you subtract Bane. So, you know, you're still working with different dynamics as well over there. And don't be surprised if those teams don't cover. Don't be surprised if those teams don't look like, like their normal selves because I talked about it yesterday. A lot of these teams still trying to figure it out. So um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm all over the Pelicans today. Uh, uh, Hawks money back. Get your Hawks money back. Team overdue. This team is overdue. Yeah, I I, I could see the Pelicans winning, but I'm I'm not betting against the Celtics right now either. So um third game in four nights for the pelicans that is true yeah they played the bulls and they played memphis one day off and now they, they're playing again tonight too so that's another thing to take into consideration like i said i have more analysis for you guys on this game 
Um, Boston don't look good. It don't matter if they playing in Boston, if they playing in New Orleans, if they playing on Jupiter, if they playing at Duke, like Boston looks good everywhere right now. So, um, so yeah, Hawks don't have, uh, Herb Jones and Alvarado. That's, that's true. They don't, but they do got, they do got, you know, um, they got, a. They got they got some defenders over there. They got DeJounte. They got uh, you know, um uh who else they got? They got uh DeAndre Hunter, yeah, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins. Like these guys were playing really good defense. They were trying to anyway. If you watched Atlanta, just didn't happen. Herb Jones and Alvarado, that's a that's a hell of a uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh a combination. I just feel like Alvarado just a tad bit too small. Maybe this the game though. Maybe this the game that you know Boston Boston get knocked off and you know the Pelicans win. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm out though, man. Best of luck to you guys today. None of this is financial consultation. It's theory. It's logic. It's analytics, and uh, you know all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys for coming through and rocking with me. Retweet the show. Um, you know I feel like I uh, you know shared a lot of good information. Retweet the show. Like the show. Uh, you know tell a friend to tell a friend is what I always say. Uh, tap back in with me at five fifteen for the. Crispy Cap and NBA show. Best of luck to you guys on your research and, you know, everything that you do end up playing today. I'm out.